Hello, and welcome to the Global Venturing Review Podcast, taking you through some of the biggest stories in the corporate venturing space. I'm Fernando Moncada, and we're kicking off this week's recap with an ever-popular reverse merger. D-Wave Systems, a Canada-based quantum computing technology developer backed by IT equipment producer NEC, agreed to a $1.6 billion reverse merger with special purpose acquisition company DPCM Capital. The deal values D-Wave, which produces full-stack quantum systems supporting hardware, post-processing software, and developer tools at $1.2 billion pre-merger, while DPCM itself went public in a $300 million initial public offering in late 2020. The deal is backed by a $40 million pipe investment provided by NEC, investment bank Goldman Sachs, PSP Investments, Yorkville Advisors, and Aegis Group Partners. The parties are saying that the deal represents a moment of practical value creation, highlighting the commercial viability of quantum computing rather than just scientific advancement. The deal also highlights the acceleration of deal flow in quantum computing. Corporate-backed deals over the past decade were slow to begin with, according to PitchBook data, but that changed in recent years in terms of deal count and transaction volume. In 2019, there were seven rounds representing a total of $27 million in funding, by contrast, there were 18 deals representing a total of $469 million the following year, rising even higher in 2021 to $750 million across 14 rounds. D-Wave's reverse merger is the third large reverse merger agreed to by corporate-backed quantum computing technology developers in the past year, following those of IonQ in March and Rigetti in October. Logistics services platform developer Flexport, which offers a cloud-based logistics system allowing customers to book shipments by air, sea, land, or rail globally, raised $935 million in a Series E round featuring Internet and Telecommunications Group SoftBank's Vision Fund, along with e-commerce software provider Shopify, at a post-money valuation of $8 billion. Anderson Horowitz and MSD Partners co-led the round with additional backing from DST Global, Founders Fund, private investor Kevin Kwok, and undisclosed others in what has been Flexport's first fundraise since before the pandemic. The pandemic has had a well-documented effect on the flow of global logistics over the entire supply chain. And according to Shopify, just under 40% of e-commerce brands have said that they have experienced shipping issues exacerbated by COVID-19, including problems with labor constraints and warehouse capacity. Meanwhile, U.S.-based Professional Women's Basketball League, the Women's National Basketball Association, or the WNBA, raised $75 million from investors, including sports apparel brand Nike, helping expand funding for a sport where coverage and sponsorship are lacking. The round was filled out by a host of private investors, including Condoleezza Rice, Michael and Susan Dell, Pau Gasol, Swin Cash, and Lorraine Powell Jobs, among many others. Billed as the largest ever capital raise for a women's sports league, The round is also the first external funding the WNBA has received, reportedly valuing the league and its teams at $1 billion. More to the point, that $1 billion is still less than half of the $2.48 billion average value of the 30 NBA teams. External financing like this could help paper over the funding cracks for women's professional sporting leagues like the WNBA, which typically receive a small fraction of the revenue that men's sports do, helping them grow towards a critical mass of viewers around the world. The league said that the proceeds from this round will be used to drive its marketing and branding efforts, support the globalization of its viewership, and grow its digitalization and innovation activities. Other small sports still trying to get traction on the big stage, such as U.S.-based Premier Lacrosse League, which began its third season in 2021, have also been raising money to attract viewership. 
while even established leagues like the NBA itself have been opening up more recently to minority stakes being sold in its teams and bought by external investors. Switzerland-based data captured technology developer Scandit closed a $150 million Series D round featuring internet technology group Alphabet, consumer electronics manufacturer Sony, and energy equipment provider Schneider Electric. Private equity firm Warburg Pincus led the round at a valuation of above $1 billion, while NGP Capital, the venture capital firm sponsored by smartphone maker Nokia, also took part alongside Atomico, Forestay Capital, G2VP, and Krayos Capital. Scandit developed data capture technology that enables devices such as smartphones, drones, digital glasses, or robots to recognize and scan barcodes, text, identity tags, and objects. It will use the funding to grow its international presence and team with a focus on the Asia-Pacific region and to accelerate research and development activities. It seems that the market can't go very long without movement in crypto and Web3, and the headline deal in the space for this week was that of Polygon, an India-based platform that allows developers to create scalable and decentralized apps with low transaction fees that are compatible with the Ethereum blockchain, securing $450 million through a private token sale featuring SoftBank, blockchain entertainment product developer Animoca Brands, and quantitative trading firm Alameda Research. The deal, a private sale of Polygon's Matic token, was led by Sequoia Capital India and included cryptocurrency exchange Bitfinex, mobile video game publishers Voodoo and Scopely, online education provider Unacademy, and cryptocurrency lender Celsius. Tiger Global Management, Galaxy Interactive, Galaxy Digital, Republic Capital, Transcend Fund, and Makers Fund, Sino Global Capital, Digital Currency Group, Standard Crypto, Variant Fund, Dragonfly Capital, 776, Elevation Capital, Dune Ventures, Union Square Ventures, Blue Pool Capital, and Workplay Ventures also took part while the round was filled out by Axel, Steadview Capital, Third Point, Sanga Capital, Coin Fund, Finality Capital Partners, Sound Ventures, Gaff Capital, Spartan Group, Private Investors Alan Howard and Kevin O'Leary, and Undisclosed Others. What's made deals like this one popular is that the steepening demand for cryptocurrency is coming in tandem with heightened efforts to advance scaling technology that will make crypto transactions and Web3 applications built around the blockchain easier and more efficient to develop. Developers of parallel layers and networks tied to the main blockchain, sometimes called Layer 2 or sidechains, are receiving large amounts of funding as they create ways to move transaction details off the blockchain without having to modify the blockchain's base protocols. Ultimately, this will put more information into each block and speed up transactions, allowing crypto transactions to be used at scale. Almost as if to highlight that point, another similar funding deal took place. Credo, a UK-based provider of decentralized digital asset management technology, completed an $80 million Series A round featuring cryptocurrency exchange Coinbase and blockchain technology developers Terraform Labs and Ava Labs. 10T Holdings led the round at a $460 million valuation and was also joined by Kingsway Capital, Raptor Group, Golden Tree Asset Management, Hoff Capital, GMF Capital, Rovida Cryptos Assets, Tokentis Investments, Vector Fintech, Raptor Group, and Kestrel. Neural Capital First Light, Liberty City Ventures, and Alumni Ventures Blockchain Fund also contributed to the round, while Coinbase made its investment through its corporate venturing unit, Coinbase Ventures. Credo has developed a software infrastructure that allows financial institutions to streamline custody, access, and settlement, and cross-chain swaps for transactions involving cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin and Ethereum. 
Approximately $60 million of the round was supplied through primary investment, while the remaining $20 million came from secondary sales. Credo will use the capital to fuel its growth through future acquisitions, geographical expansion, and the development and additional functionality for retail users. Elsewhere, Animoca Brands and payment services provider Circle have backed Taiwan-based venture capital firm Infinity Ventures Crypto, or IVC's maiden fund, which closed with $70 million in commitments. Venture capital firm Digital Currency Group also supplied capital for the vehicle, which is focused on investments in gaming finance, decentralized finance, and Web3 technology. IVC has already invested in 78 portfolio companies since it was founded in August 2021, including decentralized autonomous organizations, gaming guilds, play-to-earn gaming companies, NFT marketplaces, and more. The round was oversubscribed, according to Coindesk, which reported that IVC did not want to grow too large due to the fact that many early-stage Web3 companies are typically seeking raises of under $1 million, of which IVC typically contributes about $250,000 per transaction. The firm has reserved 55% of the fund's capital for Asian deals, while 35% has been earmarked for investments in the Americas. Some 30% of the capital has already been deployed, and the rest is set to be invested relatively quickly, as IVC plans to launch a new fund around every 18 months. Intel Capital, the corporate venturing arm of chipmaker Intel, launched a $1 billion investment vehicle with its semiconductor fabrication business, Intel Foundry Services, or IFS, to foster an innovation ecosystem around fabrication technology. The fund will back early-stage developers of foundry-related technologies with the potential to help reduce the time to market for IFS's customers, covering areas such as intellectual property, software, innovative semiconductor architectures, and advanced packaging. Meanwhile, Greater Bay Area Fund, or GBA Fund, an investment vehicle formed by e-commerce firm Alibaba's Entrepreneurs Fund, is set to close at about $257 million by mid-2022, according to AVCJ. The fund has reportedly already taken $50 million of the $150 million so far committed. GBA Fund was first announced in July 2021 and is anchored by Alibaba with backing from limited partners including conglomerates, financial services firms, and family offices. Elsewhere, smartphone manufacturer Nokia has provided $400 million in capital for the latest fund closed by NGP Capital, the U.S.-based venture capital firm that it had spun off and rebranded in 2017. The firm currently has $1.6 billion in assets under management and invests in growth state developers of advanced technology in areas such as edge cloud software, cybersecurity, digital transformation, and industrial digitization. And finally, University of Tokyo Innovation Platform, the venture capital arm of the University of Tokyo, announced the final close of its second fund at $221 million, with backing from several corporate LPs. Investors into the fund include air conditioning product manufacturer Daikin Industries, public relations firm Hakuhodo, synthetic rubber producer Xeon, leasing services provider Fuyo General Lease, and real estate developer Mitsubishi Estates. Financial services provider MUFG Bank, Sumitomo Mitsui Banking Corporation, SBI Group, and Norinchukan Bank also backed the fund, together with development bank DBJ Group and an unnamed institutional investor. That is it from me and this week's episode of the Global Venturing Review. You can listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, or at your listening post of choice. If this is your first time tuning into GVR, don't forget to subscribe, and reviews are always helpful, so please give one if you can. You can catch our complete industry coverage at globalventuring.com. 
I have been Fernando Moncada. Our sound engineer is Mark Chatterley from Inner Productions, whose work you can look at at innerproduction.com. And our intro music is by Kevin McLeod and a Creative Commons license. We will be back next Monday, as we are every Monday. And until then, have a great week. Thank you.